Hello. We're back again talking about baseball with uh, Sam and Joe. So uh, what's the big news, Sam? Um, Pollock is the main thing at the moment. Uh, and then a bit of real Muto later, probably. And obviously Sonny Gray, after Brian Cashman somehow got actual prospects, a guy that he quite openly said was rubbish. Yeah. So uh, AJ Pollock, that's the like the big recent one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was from Thursday, was it? Or Thursday or Wednesday or sometime. Wednesday, I think. Wednesday. Okay. So he's uh, signed a... Was it four-year, five-year contract? Uh, it's quite complicated because the Dodgers are messing around with the CBA a little bit. So it's, I think this is right. It's four years at 15 million guaranteed um, with an option, a player option for the fifth year, which would only be 10 million, I think, or maybe 12 million. Uh, but Pollock can also opt out after three if he thinks he's good enough when he will be which... 34 to get a big contract, which... Yeah. He won't. No, I mean, that's. I don't think that's going to be taken, to be honest. I mean, I'd be very surprised if he's good at that point. Being a centre fielder who is already 31. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with that. And I mean, the opt outs seem almost pointless. I mean, the, the final option counts against the um, AAV for the Dodgers trying to stand the luxury tax. So it pulls it down a bit, uh, but they're going to end up paying it anyway. So it's he, he will get paid a little bit less, but he will also be very old then. And I would yeah. imagine a left fielder who and, and no one knows he's already be. overpaid. Like he's already got the big overpaid contract like this year. Yeah. Um, so I, it's a strange deal, to be honest. I, I didn't think this is what they were going to be doing, particularly after the Puig and Kemp. Was it Wood? Wood got sent as well in that deal, didn't he? Yeah. So they got they got rid of those guys that basically helped them clear some money. Uh, they got a couple of prospects as well. Uh, now they've got an everyday centre fielder who is good defensively, not great. Um, six yeah. outs above average last season, which was the same as like good i think it was adam duval got six in but in a smaller sample size so like yeah guys that are good defensively but field. he's it's he's not Lorenzo field, Kane. but yeah he's i don't mind him like that was signing him as much as the length of it to be honest it's like after the players they've lost this off season their team had only got worse and they really needed to do something in free agency i think they need to make do something so they at least were going to be as good as last year. Because until that, until they'd signed Pollock, they, their roster was only, only worse. There was no way it was a better roster than they. Well, they've got Seager. The they've got Seager back. Yeah, which is quite big, I suppose. But I mean, for a couple of years, he might still be a useful centre fielder. But then again, he is also basically a league average hitter been pretty much a league average hitter for his whole career apart from like two years about five years ago yep it's hard to like it really i mean the like you say the length is the main problem with it and the reason that's a bigger issue for me is i don't i find it hard to believe you couldn't have got him for a shorter deal given the the state of the market 
the demand clearly isn't that big for someone like Pollock, or it definitely shouldn't be. There are only like certain number of teams who could maybe want him. Um, no. I just they played uh, Chris Taylor, Bellinger, and Hernandez in centre. I think most last year. Uh, so this, I guess, this does yeah, give them an, another everyday player, which that's is kind the other of good. thing, though. Like you say, with with him being a centre fielder, all those guys I think are younger than him, aren't they? Yeah. And I mean, even though Bellinger is known as a first baseman, I think he's a a pretty good centre fielder, relatively. So already, I don't know if Pollock's even going to be better defensively than those guys. It's like already Not... at this point, it might make sense for him to be playing left field rather than center behind um, in front of those guys. Yeah, and you want more offense if he's playing left field. If he's, if he's playing left field, he is not a good baseball player, basically. No. He's just like an average player. Yeah, and you just... I think particularly getting someone who has to be locked into a position, um, I suppose this is different when you got down the middle. Like, Corey Seeker's always going to be playing short, for instance. But the Dodgers, a lot of their success has been built on like pretty much positionless baseball. They've yeah. they've just thrown people around. Like those three players are just mentioned like, as the like example of that. football, but yeah, in baseball, yeah. pretty much. And it's just like they've they've got a lot of good guys who are athletic, and they play them pretty much wherever they want, and they're decent wherever they put them. Yeah, and I I think the only argument I could see for signing Pollock. For any team is that he is for a centre fielder that, that's as good defensively as he is he is a pretty good hitter but that's for a centre fielder if you move him to any other position then he's suddenly not a good hitter so I think the only logic for signing him is if he's going to be your everyday centre fielder then he's like yeah that's, that's a pretty good player for an everyday centre fielder but not spectacular because I, I think he's basically living off this 2014 and 2015 season when he was actually good but that was a yeah. long time ago and he's had a lot of injuries since then yeah that is well there's the, the durability thing we haven't even mentioned that he like some of them are yeah. through um i think a bit of bad luck as well where he's picked up injuries but like some of it are genuine physical concerns of a guy that's turned 31 it just all the, as a Giants fan, all I can see through this is the contracts that the Giants gave to Denard Spahn and Angel Pagan, who were not as good as Pollock at their best. But yeah. contracts to guy, centre fielders who are getting old. I think that's the most the most common thing when someone gives out a bad contract. A lot of the time, it's centre fielders. Yeah, centre fielder, you think, oh, he's he's a good player. But he's only a good player because he's a centre fielder, and soon they're not going to be able to play centre field anymore. Yeah, and suddenly they're a they're a below average player. So the although I did make a lot, well, not the health concerns, I did have similar similar scepticism about Lorenzo Cain, who is now thirty two, um, and he had a one two four weighted runs created plus last year, but that was really strong for him i mean in 2017 and 2016 it was 115 and 999 and 99 rather um so he's another case of where it's like in yeah. two years when they're still paying him a lot of money he's going to be yeah thing with that yeah like you say is it's even though he's had one good year it's the sort of contract 
that um well for a team like the Brewers as well could sort of ruin them. Yeah. In a few years if he's suddenly a you know doesn't have any value anymore. But player. then it, I guess at least with the Brewers they did get within a game of the World Series and they are clearly in like ultra win now stuff. So it makes a little more sense yeah. in that in that way. I mean the Dodgers is is bizarre because the the trade they made with the Reds earlier in the offseason was very much a like extend our window job. And if they're going to be committed to being under the luxury tax, like medium term, it's not going to be long before that Pollock contract is part of the reason they can't stay under the luxury tax. Yeah. It's strange in that way, but also the fact is the Dodgers sort of makes it not as bad because I, I, I know they're saying they want to stay under the luxury tax at the moment, but you know they if if it comes to it and they want to get someone else they'll just spend that extra money anyway i think it'd yeah. be a lot worse if it was a team like a a small market team or a middle-sized market team or something where that is actually going to impact their budget whereas the dodgers much like the yankees they just you know if they really want someone they're not going to let the budget stop them yeah, it's just a question of how much they want them, which is why the the Harper thing's interesting with them, is you can't help but feel it must be that they aren't that desperate to have him, and definitely not for ten years. Yeah, well, I guess well that's the thing, isn't it? That's they're, they're definitely out of that now with the Pollock signing. I think even though they play different positions, it seems like they're not going to be getting Harper, and um, yeah. I don't know. I I get his his demands are astronomical, and they're not really into it that much. Yeah, it just seems like they, because they gave they sorted a new deal with Kershaw this off season as well, didn't they? And that's the thing. If they do have some interest in being below the luxury tax at some point, once you put a contract like Harper's on, um, it's going to be tricky for quite a while. <laughs> like the the Yankees are going to find in like two or three years, they're going to be paying Aaron Judge and Joe Carlos Stanton. Like, they're going to be paying effectively two right fielders, yeah. like a combined 50 million. It's going to be difficult to be under luxury tax or even close to being under luxury tax. Well, and like Gliber Torres and Severino, when they yeah. come to arbitration and stuff, the payroll is going to. They reset it last year, though, didn't they? So that was what was yeah. really impressive with them. Um, was you've got to take advantage of when you've got good young players because that's when they're cheap and that's when you can creep under luxury tax for two years and then when they're yeah. all good, they're all going to be veterans at the same time. Like the last few years of Stanton's contract and their payroll is going to be like $350 million. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, and, they'll, and they'll, that'll be another, what whatever it was last time, another like 10 years in a row over the luxury tax. It yeah, more than that, actually. They... It might have been like 20 yeah, and they're going to give Aaron Judge an extension for the like the rest of time or something. Yeah. But the uh, uh, the the Harper market is quite interesting now because, well, the Phillies still seem to think that they're the favourites. Um, but then that there was that little wave of excitement when they went and saw him in Las Vegas and I don't know, sucked up from to him for a while and said, "We love you, Bryce. Come come here." They probably did some fake jersey retirement nonsense like they do um 
and then there was all this there was all these rumors that he's going to sign in the next week and then there's not been anything reported for like a yeah. whole week on Bryce Harper which does make me wonder if he's that keen on the Phillies and the Phillies are willing to buy him a, a small country or something I um, I think he's going back to Nationals it's my hunch I'd love that I think it'd be fun but I, I'm not sure they'll do I it I reckon he'd well I reckon basically he's the Phillies have offered him the money but he'd rather go back to the Nationals and he wants them to match it and he's just sort of stalling it would be quite fun I think if he did the uh I'll take did a, a little LeBron with the Nationals, treated them a little bit like the Cavaliers, and said, "I'm going to come back, but I'm going to have a one-year contract with an opt-out after every single season." <laughs> yeah, and just be like, I, "You have to give me a competitive team." Yeah, or you have to keep me happy, and then you take complete control because there's a lot of obsession in baseball with guaranteed money. You've still got control over how much money you earn then. And then he could opt out and we could do this whole soap opera again if he had another MVP year or something like that. Well, that's that's become a, um, a thing, actually, that I think certain players are uh, leaning towards. Is that the, a lot of the thing with people not getting paid is the long-term contracts. Well, like the yeah. Bollock one, where it's such an outlier, is that the money per year is still up there. It's just the people aren't getting long-term contracts. So if you want to earn the max amount of money in your career as a baseball player some players have worked out that it's best to have lots of short deals like even and like one year deals yeah back yourself to be good definitely like, back yourself I mean, Trevor Bowers said it publicly that when he hits free agency he's only going to be taking one year deals yeah because I think I'll get better he said didn't yeah. he? he said I think I'm going to get better every year and Josh Donaldson is for different reasons because of his injury problems that's what he's done he's getting like I think it's 23 million dollars this year yeah and that's that's still a lot for how he's been the last few years yeah but that's if he asked for year. if he asked for two years he wasn't getting 46 million was he he was probably getting like maybe no. 30 million over two years so okay well he obviously good on him yeah. he backs himself to go and stay healthy and be a monster at Atlanta which I don't doubt he will be if he's healthy. Um, yeah. So I, I, it's quite an interesting change. I mean, there's obviously a lot of people who still just like randomly complaining that these players aren't getting inexplicable long contracts, but they don't deserve them. Because look at the long contracts that are handed out, not just the ones that have already happened, but I think about like this Pollock deal. It looks to me like a very ordinary contract and it will do in a couple of years, I think. Yeah. People don't, when they when they do get handed out, the general response to them is that's not good. Like the McCutcheon one, the Phillies got stick for that in some quarters, let's say. Um, yeah, what, what, how long was the McCutcheon deal again? I, uh, was it, I think it was three with the team option for a fourth, or maybe a pl- it was. I think it was three plus one. I'm not entirely sure he was in control yeah, of that. See, I, I don't mind that so much at all because I think it's a McCutcheon. Is he? Well, he has been, and he still is a decent hitter. Yeah. With Pollock, you're paying for the defence. McCutcheon, not so much. I mean, people know that he's now, you know, you don't sign him as a centre fielder. But he can still be a pretty decent right fielder. He's going to walk a ton and he's going to give you a few home runs. And the biggest thing for me is he's going to play games. He's going to play over 150 games every single year. Yeah. Or... Well, probably. Until he might get hurt. Yeah. 
he may get injured this year. Yet. Yeah, I, I'd rather bank on McCutcheon playing 150 than I would on Pollock playing 150. Yeah, I think actually, I think Pollock. Looking at this a minute ago, I think Pollock has only played over 150 games once in his career. Yep. And that's that yeah, one year that he's still living off. Where he got MVP votes and was yeah. an all-star, gold glove and stuff. But that's pretty much his only decent year. I mean, the year before was okay, but I, think, I don't know if he was injured, but he didn't play a full season. That was 15, wasn't it? Uh, the good one. Uh, 2015, I think. I think 2015 was the good one, yeah. And then 14, he was also quite good, but didn't play as much. Yeah, that's so long ago that that's when the Kansas City Royals won the World Series. Yeah, I mean, well, if you compare it to the McCutcheon thing we are just talking about, was what was what that was like when McCutcheon was his peak, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, a little bit before, maybe. Yeah, there was, well, what was it, 2013 you won MVP? Yeah. So, he's, yeah. It's not, he's just, you can't rely on him to be that player. Which this contract feels like that is what you're paying for. Yeah, or you're paying for something close to it. I mean, the contract can be okay if he hits. He hit for more power last year. So if he hits for a decent amount of power and his batting average is good, because he's never going to walk a lot and walk rates don't tend to change a great deal. Um, so if he gets his batting average around 270 and hits 20 home runs yeah, and plays be... center field, but you're not that going would... to get that for four years. No, and and that would be like his best year since 2015, since when he was an All-Star. Yeah, like so you're that. relying on a 31-year-old to improve. Yeah. And you've paid him for five years. I don't get it, really. Uh, and then the Dodgers are also, according to Bob Nightingale, after the Pollock deal, said they're now chasing off the real Muto. Um, okay. Well... Why didn't you re-sign Grandal? You know, they've, uh, I think they've lost it a bit. Last few years, they've, it's been like the opposite, hasn't it? They've been getting undervalued players. Yeah. And, make them, and it seems like they're just making up for it all this off-season, especially if they go and get Real Muto. Instead of re-signing Grandal, they're, they're just going for the, the most overvalued players they possibly can. It seems like, uh, given what the Marlins have been asking for from people, they'd have to give up Alex Verdugo, probably, if they wanted to get Real Muto. Well, they, they've been asking... Weren't they asking for, like, Bellinger? Yeah, they were. But I, surely the Marlins will realise they're not getting that. It seems like Verdugo would be the minimum at the moment to me. I mean, Verdugo, I don't think, would be a too bad a price for the Dodgers to pay if it was, like, Verdugo as the main thing. But I don't think the Marlins would do that. It really sounds like the Marlins want someone who's already, who's a, like a major league player and like a good major league player that's on minimum still. Yeah, I don't and know that, why the Marlins are asking for that either, to be honest. That seems like it's too high a price and that player is going to be near free agency by the time you're good, if yeah, you're ever good. That's not going to help them. No. Unless the and they're not going to pay him. Retrade them in like a couple of years. Yeah get Cody Bellinger, get him to hit a load of home runs and then trade him in a year or two. But that still seems a stupid way for them to do it. And the best, if I was the Marlins, I'd ask for like lower prospects. And then you might get more 
Yeah. Guys that were high draft picks in the last few years. Yeah, that's the problem with the Dodgers, though, is I'm not sure they've got that many of those at the moment. I think a lot of them, a lot of them they ever traded or have come through. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, there was like Willie Calhoun, Ballinger. Well, they have a couple of catchers. Urias. What about someone like Urias? Yeah, because the Marlins want young pitching. Yeah, and he's, even though he has pitched the majors, I mean, he's just come off that long injury and stuff. So it's sort of, you could say sort of like a bit of a risky player at the moment, which would mean, you know, maybe the Dodgers aren't that attached to him. But I don't know. It's, he's pretty highly rated though before the injury, but I'd see, I'd think that'd be a pretty good fit. Yeah, that like makes sense. Else. It makes sense. I, I mean, the other teams, who else is still in on Real Muto? I don't know. I mean, they, they've all signed catchers now, haven't they, almost? The Astros were still possible, aren't they? But, but yeah, I can't see them doing it. I think they're too well run. Because to... what what was it? Who were, who was the player they were last? Tucker. Yeah. That would be a mistake. And they're, they're also one of these teams who've got the benefit of having such a deep lineup. They don't need a catcher that can hit. I mean, it would be great if they had one. But if no. I was them, I'd, I'd be like, well, they could re-sign Martin Maldonado and it's like, well, fine, just hit ninth, block the ball, Yeah, I think frame it well. Catcher defense as well is quite underrated now. Yeah. Partly because it's not... Um, the stats... Or, well, there are stats for it, but they're not very, like widely known or talked about very much so like we found didn't we when we looked at Real Muto that he's actually at best he's like an average defender yeah you got all this stuff all this all this propaganda that's been around him with all the uh, all the certain journalists that are quite clearly like mouthpieces for uh, for agents certain, certain agents let's say yeah who is JT Real Muto's agent uh, it's BBI Sports Group. I don't know who that is. Um, but all this stuff, yeah, with um, people talking about how good he is and how he's, you know, oh, he's, he's he's the best catcher, best catcher in baseball, best offensive catcher. Oh yeah, that was that was last year. He was quite a few of the top catchers were injured or just underperformed last year. I don't think ordinarily he's the best offensive catcher. He's he's a good catcher. I mean, before this. This so I would have said he's underrated, but now he's definitely not. Because you get no. people saying he's so people saying oh he's a he's a top top offensive catcher and also a really good defensive catcher and that's just not true. He's an okay defender and um, the only thing offensively is that he had an eight seventy OPS on the road last year, but then it's like. A lot of people yeah. have splits. Um, Marlins Park's not great for hitters, but it's also not AT&T. Yeah, it, it doesn't tend to work like that, though, either. The home road splits thing. When you just look at that and go, like, okay, if they move team, they're just going to be doing the road splits all the time. Yeah. That's not how it works. Like Rockies players. They don't, they're not just absolutely appalling. No. I mean, yeah, when they play Pacheco for the Rockies, a lot of the time, their road, split, road splits are bad. Yeah. But then when they move, that. They don't then just become the player they were on the road. No, I I think the thing with Romuto is he's like you say he 
he was the best catcher last year, but I think he benefited from well, Posey got hurt. Interestingly, yeah. um I mean who knows if Posey's gonna be back or not, but if he is, he's arguably better or just as good as him. Then you've got like Contreras, who just underperformed. Yeah. Um, Gary Sanchez, whatever Gary Sanchez is now, I mean like Gary Sanchez's ceiling is obviously higher than real Muto's yeah. for me. Um yeah, he, he's he's probably top five in baseball, but the price they're asking for him genuinely is the sort of price that would be like the package if you were trying to trade for like Francisco Lindor it is insane. Yeah, the stuff they're asking for two years of a catcher that is good, not great. Like People we're talking not... about him like he's an MVP contender, but it's just because he's a catcher. He's a he's like a good hitter for a catcher. But the thing is that if unless the rest of your lineup is full. You don't need a good hitter at catcher. You get a hitter that's just as good somewhere else and they'd be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Unless the only reason it it's like ultra valuable or like posy at his peak is when you've got a guy who's like your four hitter and an amazing defender and it's yeah. like that that's that's when you've got an MVP. But like Yeah, he, he's it's a strange thing that there, there was supposedly such demand for him. Um and like like you say, a lot of the teams that were linked to him have quite rightly said no and gone and just picked someone else up. Yeah. Do you think we should wrap up soon? Yeah, probably. I think we've been waffling on for quite a while. Um, all right. Have we got anything else to say? Uh, Sonny Gray, maybe? Okay, yeah. Sonny Gray. Traded to the uh, to the Reds. For, it was, what was it? Shed? shed. Yeah. It... Yeah, Long Shed. <laughs> And um, and they got did a pick, I think a competitive balance pick. Yeah. In the trade, so. Which I know trading picks that's quite unusual for baseball, really. But maybe it's coming. Maybe that's what it's everything. Everything's going to be in a couple of years. I think it'd be quite a nice change if they started doing that. Um, the it seemed like quite a high price to me to pay for for Sonny Gray as I wrote before the deal had actually gone through because you know yeah he's okay he's a long way a bit like Pollock he's a long way removed from when he was an all-star yeah it's basically he, he he was good a long time ago and since then he's just been sort of sort of reliable like you know when they played they've played to like half decent well saying that he had 4.9 ERA last year but I mean, apart from that, a lot of that was at Yankee Stadium. I mean, I know we we're just saying about the home yeah. road splits. Um, so, but then he's going to uh, Great American Ballpark, which is not exactly nice for pitchers. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that's why the trade seems particularly odd to me? Was if if you believe his splits home and road last year were because Yankee Stadium and pressure and short porch and all that, Great American Ballpark doesn't seem like it's the answer. Yeah, I mean, I can see him sort of as like a high upside sort of gamble, if you like, which is a lot of what the Reds have been doing picture-wise. Yeah. Like they did last year, and they're getting Matt Harvey and stuff. But he's, you know, he's he's tied down till he's like, what, like mid-30s or something? Yeah, they gave him... 33. Tied down to... I just team option last year, so it's till he's 
age 32 year with a team option yeah um 10 million a year so it's not exactly like a cheap like stab in the dark but i think what they must be thinking is he's um you know if they can get him back to anywhere near what he was then that is very cheap it's a bargain yeah but the the what i find weird about their desire to give him the contract was um i get that if he was good you're not going to get him at that price and that small market and such and such yeah. but also if he's really bad which is crazy yeah like if that's a lot of money for a team like the reds like we said again it depends so much on the the spending power of the ownership or yeah. how much they want to spend at least because the reds aren't just going to swallow like 30 million dollars if like, he's like if that he's was the dodgers this year. if that was the yeah. dodgers doing that it's like you know give away some kind of like half decent prospect i don't know if that much much shed along but i don't think he's you know he's, he's not like one of the very top prospects in baseball but you know give away like a, a half decent prospect get someone a relatively team-friendly contract yeah a chance for it to be like very good value for the next few years and it's and then if he's not it doesn't matter if you're the dodgers and you've got like a 200 million dollar payroll but you know the reds that is that's gonna hurt them if it doesn't they, work out they, they don't have the leeway to make that sort of risk i mean it could be a stroke of genius um is it his former pitching coach he's working with, I think? Um, I want to say, like his college pitching coach. I should really know that. But um, maybe they think that's going to get him back to, to something like he was. I mean, the the upside is on that money, he doesn't need to be that good for it to be okay value. I mean, talking about that, though, have you seen his um, his StatCast stuff with the new slider things on that they've got on the StatCast now? Yeah, baseball savant. Uh, when I think I saw something on Twitter the other day of when this was announced, that actually a lot of his stat card stuff is uh, was pretty good. Yeah, like near the top, yep. and not well, not like the results stuff, obviously, because he wasn't good. But you know, like curveball spin rate, fastball spin rate. I think. Yeah, and fastball velocity was still pretty good. Yeah, his, his fastball spin was 82nd percentile. So that's pretty decent. Uh, but then he had a huge hard hit rate. So it's just... Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't think it's the worst deal they could have made. Like you said, for, I, I think I would quite like the contract for a big market team. Uh, but Shed Long isn't useless either. He's projected well he's got to go on the 40 man which is part of the reason that the yankees then flipped him to the mariners because the yankees don't want to give up a 40 man spot to him but he's like he's got power from second base which could be really really valuable i mean you don't like a lot of the prospect yeah. stuff see him as a guy that's going to hit home runs in the major leagues and he can like he should be able to stay at second for a few years at least yeah it's a, but yeah, I don't think it's a. It doesn't seem like it's a huge loss for the Reds, though. The in terms of prospects, it's just the money thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Anyway, should we uh should we stop now? Yeah, we should probably wrap it up. Anyone who is listening is probably falling asleep now. All right.
if you still uh, check out the website. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.